Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. You and you. And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Thomas Taylor. Whew. Can I tell you? It's a scorching day down here in South Florida. It's, it's still another beautiful day down here, but it's still scorching. It's in about like 84 degrees. It's come down a little bit. Trust me, we're in the mid-90s. And I, I can't, can I tell you, my brother's AC was broken. But we ain't here to talk about that. We're here to talk about it. Today is June 5th, and we got the NBA playoffs to talk about, but we also got Fight Night to talk about, and we also got the WNBA season to talk about, and if we could fit it in here, we could even talk about some hockey. But, 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 before I get anywhere, before I get anywhere, to, shout out to all of my listeners in Texas, to all of my listeners in France. To all of my listeners that was in San Domingo, in Vegas, and here in town of Miami, I see you guys listening. I see you guys hopping onto the website. I see you guys listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. I got loves for you, yo, yo. It melts my heart, like, for real. From your boy, from your, from your, from from your boy to you, yo, y'all one love, like. You. So no, 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 no. But you know what I say, regardless of the time, take that, take that, take that, and regardless of the weather. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. B, B, I'm telling you, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. Did you see this coming? Because I, I didn't see this coming. Like I know that I, I geared up for a pretty good fight night. I, I, I thought I geared up to watch two people throw down but instead instead what I was left with instead what I saw is what probably shocked the whole entire world and that is when the champ that holds three Else is all of a sudden looking up like (laughs) 
For reals, for real. So, listen, you know how I, how, how I am. We, we get straight into the action right away. We, we don't hesitate. We're not, we're not going to wait. There was, there was a fight this weekend, right? Where we had Anthony Joshua, the champion, the WBO champion, the IBF champion, the WBA champion, taking on Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, if I'm not mistaken, he was just what, the, the IBO champion? Not to take any away from him. Not to take nothing away from him, but I think he only had like one belt. Uh, he had at least one belt somewhere don't know where but he had a belt somewhere in a division in a weight class he had a belt and i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna tell you what the number one thing that that came away from this fight right that makes this fight that makes this fight really stand out to everybody anthony joshua six foot six 245 chiseled ripped looks like what an athlete looks like when you think athlete six foot six 245 Challenger, Andy Ruiz, six foot two, 260 pounds, kind of looks like me and you, little bit of speed around the tire, you know what I mean, when he flicks the arms, you know, something else, a little jiggles a little bit afterwards, everything is in tight muscular motions, but you know what they say when it comes time to fight, you know what they say when it comes time to fight, that listen, any point in time, Everybody, and we do mean any and everybody, has a fighter's, has a puncher's chance. And that one particular phrase was probably not more evident than this fight that we just witnessed this past weekend between Joshua and Ruiz. And the thing about it, the fight started off looking exactly how we thought. How everybody thought the fight would be. Anthony Joshua comes out early. You know, he's doing his thing. He looks impressive early. Once again, prototype build. And he knocks Andy Ruiz down early. And I mean early in the first. Like with the first half of the first. Let's put him down. Clap, clap. And then... Things took a little bit of a turn. The third round comes around. And Anthony Joshua catches a blow, right? And I ain't gonna lie, a couple of these I, and listen, I, I don't care about any of the punches that was hit. It was a it was one particular time where he was called down after he took a couple of blows, but then you can easily see that Ruiz forced him like down to the ground with momentum with his forearm. Like, that wasn't actually a punch. Sipping on that Publix lemonade. That straight up Publix lemonade. We had to cut down the drink a little bit. You know, heart attack. Over there calling me the heartbreak kid and shit. Tin man. So. Now, so, Anthony Joshua now looks like he's in trouble in the third. And more than anything, I, I, to me, it looks like he was way more than just in trouble. And listen. If you get the opportunity to watch that fight card, the whole entire fight card was awesome. So this Anthony Joshua fight wasn't even the most exciting fight of the night. And, and just to let you know, you know how I like to have a game on in the background. Well, today we are blessed, right, for a special occasion because we have the WNBA game on in the background. Between the Mystics, the Mystics, the Mystics, I always forget who the Mystics are. The Mystics, the Mystics, come on, it's gonna come to me, it's gonna come to me, and you, I was gonna play this game today too, I was actually gonna play this game today, I was actually gonna play this game today, but I don't know if I'm gonna play this, but it's the Washington Mystics, that's right, because I'm watching it on the Washington, on the NBC Washington, and they are facing the Seattle Sky, that game started at 7pm, so if you have the WNBA app, you can, you can catch it on the WNBA app. And we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. Or if you're local to Washington or if you happen to have all of the sports program, you can get this with NBC Sports Washington. That's where you're finding this game at. at this game is currently a blowout in the third quarter. 83-58 Washington. And this is actually a good game for Washington over Seattle. This is actually a good game for Washington over Seattle. We'll tell you about that in a minute. But like, cause like I said, because we're still talking about what happened here with your boy Anthony Joshua. Because... 
Anthony Joshua lost, and he didn't just lose. He lost in a fashion that almost questions everything about him. At least to me, it does. Right? To me, it questions everything about it. And what that, and because is what I started telling you already. He looked like a guy that has never been hit before. Let me let me let me give you a little bit more. He looks like a guy that's never been in trouble in a fight. Which is really surprised me. He looked like a guy that didn't know how to defend himself once being hit. And I know we've seen fighters like that before. And I can't think of it who, who comes to my mind when I think of great fighters offensively. But defensively, you like they're, they're worthless. They don't know how to take a punch. They don't know how to block a punch. They don't know how to stop a punch with anything but their face. And that was Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua also in that fight. He looked like he quit. And that was, and that was what really stood out to me. He looked like he quit. And. <laughs> and. A fight where you're 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 the considerate favorite. You have three of the belts. For me to come out and say like, "Yo, this guy's never looked like he's never been tested before." To look like in 22 plus fights that he's never fought anybody before. Like he's never been in trouble. Like like that, that says a lot. But I'm gonna tell you, he's super classy. He was classy in the ring after his loss. He was smiling. He um he gave it, he tipped his hat to his competitor. He was classy in the interview afterwards. They already have um orchestrated their their rematch clause so fast. I thought this was a WWE um fight. But Andy Ruiz punches in bunches, punches in bunches. Like every time he caught him with, with like a with like a hook or anything like that, he then he would just come up with flurries. Also, or he would start a flurry based off what I just told you. He looked like a guy that has never been punched before. Looked like a guy that doesn't know how to protect himself once being punched. Anthony Ruiz did not look impressive in a fight that I want to say that I thought that he had to be impressive in, based off of. How Dante Wilder, based off how Tyson Fury has looked, based off how impressive Dante Wilder just finished his last fight, I thought that, hey, Anthony Joshua was going to have to come out and put on a show. Or, or show us something. Instead, Andy Ruiz showed us something. And it completely changed up, I guess, what you may be thinking about who's going to be. Who's going to be fighting next. Because you heard Tyson Fury say, listen, let them guys fight. Like, the top guys need to fight. The top guys, one and two, needs to fight one and two. We'll see how things work out afterwards after I have my fight. I have, you know, I would like to, you know, go up against XYZ, and then we'll see how things work out after this. So these top four guys have to fight. And I very quickly see, right? Ours very quickly seen why there was rumors that the fighters are fighting, uh, ducking fighters. And you see why a guy like Anthony Joshua would have been ducking Dante Wilder would have been ducking Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury would have schooled him in the ring. Like, literally schooled him. Like, I, I'm just looking at this, right? Oh, my God. Look at that. Somebody's talking about Della Don. Hong Kong, number 11, Della Don. I love me some Della Don. Della Don is my favorite WNBA player. And it's, and it's strictly based off looks. And granted, she can ball. Like, like, that's not for like, like, like Della Don has, isn't a former um, WNBA MVP. But she is sexy. I thought she was sexy from like day one. And she's starting to get into like oh, into that older white girl um, stage two in her life. And she's still sexy to me. That middle aged white girl. Oh, yeah. I need to meet me a WNBA player. There's a new one on my list, too. There is a new one on my list. And man, see, she is too sexy for her jersey. Woo! Natalie! You got to hear about this one. But I quickly see why. Anthony Joshua wasn't fighting Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury would have schooled him. Dante Wilder would have killed him. For a guy that doesn't know how to block a punch? Did you not see what Dante Wilder just did to his previous opponent? Dante Wilder would have killed him. I'm telling you, there were, there were fighters on the undercard that had way more heart than Dante than, than, than Joshua, that the Anthony Joshua showed. Way more heart. Watch that undercard. There were fighters that got knocked down three, four times and kept on bouncing off of the rope, bouncing off of the, um, the, the, 
the ring, the mat. I think he was fighting the middleweight champion. Big, tall, white dude. Reach galore, knew how to use it all. 85-60, Mystics. And the Mystics have a couple of players that, 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 that need to be recognized. I believe they do. Does Washington have any players on this list? I'm lying. Washington doesn't have any of these any players on the list that I'm looking at. Actually, Seattle has more players on this list. And actually, Seattle has the player that I'm thinking of. Oh, my God. She's here. Where is she? I need to find out her number. She is the number two assist leaders per game in the WNBA. And she, this is what I'm thinking about, has very quickly become my new boo. Like, just completely, completely, completely overtaken Della Down. Della Down was my boo for a while. But completely overtaken her as my boo. So we're going to have to see if I can catch her in this game. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, when we come back, We're going to talk to this about this NBA, WNBA, because you know what? We're already here, and they're here. And I want to talk about them before, the, before this game is over. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. You stay tuned. MightySports.net. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Tyler Tomar Taylor. If you are still listening, that means you are listening right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast, right here on MightySports.net. Don't forget that all of the episodes, all of the past episodes of the show are currently being uploaded to Podbean, which by the end of this month will also be available on iTunes and wherever else you can find you can find your podcast. Because pretty soon, Season 4 will start being loaded. And once we get caught up, it's a wrap. Look, it'll be caught up soon. It's been a process. It's been a process, but we catch when we get in there. And listen, listen. And before we get into the main course, because I know what we all want to talk about. I know, I know, I know what we all want to talk about. We're gonna talk about some basketball. We're gonna talk about a little bit different kind of basketball. Before we get into the main course, I gotta mention the WNBA season. Because, once again, in case you didn't know, the WNBA season pass can be bought for $16.99. For the whole entire season. That is $17 and change. So, as we get started into the WNBA, because we're really only about three games in, we want to take some time out real quick to... What? How's that go? I like how you did that. <laughs> to Brianna Stewart, who was the WNBA 2018 MVP. Averaged 21.8 points a game, 8.4 rebounds a game, 2.5 assists, 1.4 steals, and 1.4 blocks. For her, Seattle Sky, who we're actually watching play today. And if you ask me, oh, is Brianna, Scott, is, is Brianna Stewart the one that you're in love with? No, that ain't even it. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I need to find out these numbers. I really do. I really, really, really got to find out the numbers for the for these players that are playing so that I can start catching them because as of right now I don't know what number she is and if I don't know what number she is then how am I supposed to partake in watching her dizzle dazzle razzle dazzle hook and sweep you know what I mean up and down the court I can't until I find out her number because I ain't gonna be able to see her name I can't I can't see that far I mean, that's all the way across there. But 
WNBA season has started, right? The WNBA season has started. And <laughs> you know what? Oh, man. I'm retarded. This would have been so much better for over here. Like, wouldn't this song have played out a whole lot better if this was over here? But nope. We're not going to get that spot for that. But, like I said, we can give these ladies the respect they deserve. Because while they all may be super women, they are a whole lot more than that. They are athletes galore. And I can't wait until they start um, until they start the negotiations for their collective bargaining agreement. Because, listen, there are only 12 teams in the WNBA. Which, I, I, I hope this ex expands to, like, maybe we could get, like, maybe eight more teams in here. At least, maybe four pretty soon. But they're working on it. And as the season starts, like I said, we're only about three, four games into the season. All right. And once again, we start off by saying there was another New York team in last place. And guess who it happens to be? It happens to be the New York Liberty. They are the only 0-3 team in the league. Now they're the only undefeated team in the league. No, they, have, they just have more losses than the other team who only has two losses. And that happens to be the Dallas Wing. Now, to be honest to it, as we told mentioned, she plays on the on the Seattle team. Now the Seattle team currently has a record of three and two, and they are and they and a team that has the former MVP and already has three wins for this season. And listen, three wins is the most wins that any team has this season. They also has more loss than those two teams that has I also shared three wins. But what it boils down to is that the Seattle Storm, the three and two Seattle Storm, are about to take a really bad L. A team to the Washington Mystics, the Washington Mystics team though that was one and one. I like listen. I'm not gonna say the Washington Mystics team doesn't. I mean, I have some talent because if I remember, either the year or the year before, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, the Washington Mystics teams were in the hunt for the finals. If I'm not mistaken, that is. I want to say it was Washington and LA or something to that nature, but I could be wrong. But I also could be very very right. It is that that thing just popped in my head today, and I didn't get a chance to check it before we started talking. So you check it for me. You let me know, cause if I fuck up, I'm pretty sure you guys won't hesitate to let me know if I fucked up or not. And talking about fucking up, let's not forget the little thing that we like to do anytime that we happen to fuck up and say a curse word. <laughs> Listen, at least this one didn't come all the way until 22 minutes into the podcast. We've seen this come a whole lot sooner. So. Without any further ado, you got the horns ready, you got the horns ready, you got the horns ready. But as we already told you, the worst team in the NWNBA with a record of 0-3 happens to be the New York Liberty. And the next record of number 11 team in the league with a record of 0-2, we have the Dallas Wings. And next up with a record of the number 10 team, yet we already got made it to the top 10 because there are only 12 teams in the league. With a record of 1-2, we have the Atlanta Dream. And the number eight team with a record of one and one, we have the Phoenix Mercury. And the number seven team with a record of one and one, the Washington Mystics, who are also played on our television tonight, who are about to improve their record to two and one as they happen, as they, as they continue. Oh, there she goes. I think that's her. That has to be her. I just saw her. She just took free throws. Place in Seattle. Oh man, sorry, it's getting a little hot in here, and it isn't. And it isn't because the light is directly at my face. No, 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 no. It's because I just saw somebody worth getting a little hot and bothered about. Is that her? Is that her? That's not her. She so she's not number one. That's not her. But we're getting close to figuring out her secret identity, and when we do. <laughs> I think I had it covered. <laughs> I think I had it covered on that one. I didn't need you to have me out. Aren't you? So let's get back. You ready to get back? I guess you are ready to get back. The number six team. Because now we're talking about the top six teams in the WNBA. We have the one and one Chicago Sky. And that's probably going to change as the Mystics go ahead. Are going to improve their record later on today. Then coming up next. We have the Seattle Storm with a record of three and two. And they'll probably fall down to three and three. So you'll probably see the Washington Mystics move probably all the way up to number five at this point in time. The Storm will drop down to number six. And then the Sky will fall down to number seven. Most likely. If that's if they don't fall behind number eight mercury 
but it probably won't happen since they're already ahead of them now, and I don't see either one of them play. But as we already told you, the number five team, Seattle Storm, with a record of three and two, and the number four team with a record of two and one, the Indiana Fever. And now we break into the and now we break into the and now we break into the top three with a record of two and one. We have the Los Angeles Sparks and. With a record of 3-1, and one, we have the Minnesota Lynx. And maybe it's the Minnesota Lynx I was thinking about. It. Maybe not Washington. <laughs> and the number one team in the WNBA is... Suns. Yes, folks, that is your top six teams in the WNBA. I think we have a player in the W... Oh, who is it? It's Cloud for the Washington Mystics. I think she either just broke a nail or she dislocated a thumb. Not sure what's going on there. Cause I see them holding it with a with with a rag, so I don't know if it's bleeding or not. That's reason I said broken nail. Cause I don't know if you know, literally broken nail, like a nail could have split. Wasn't trying to be facetious. But also it could have just been a thumb. Let's see what happens here. They're showing the replay. And she goes, she goes, she plays some good defense. And we don't really quite get to see what happened there, how she got that injury. But we will keep you posted if we happen to get a little bit update on her injury situation. So, as we continue with the WNBA. Right. We're going to talk about the early season leaders. And, and like I said, we're going to talk about the early season. We ain't going to go too too much depth into this. It is the, it is very early into the league, as we say, as, as we advised you. While the Seattle Storm may be playing their sixth game of the season, the Washington Mystics are only playing their third game of the season. And for most teams, they have only played three games this season. The majority of them have only played three games this season. We're talking about New York, Atlanta, Vegas, Los Angeles, Indiana. Have only played three games. And then you still have Washington, Phoenix, and Chicago that have only played two. And Dallas have only played two. So so their, their season does, does, does it tend to be a little uneven as it plays out. But eventually we do get some. Um, it does even itself out. And we will. And we will get ourselves a winner eventually. First up, right, our points leader. Can, can we get those horns back? Come on, B. Give me the horns. Give me the horns. Thank you. So you know what? I I'm not even gonna start with points yet. We gonna see if we gonna save the points per game for last because you know what? The points per game happen to be the sexy part of the sh uh, of it. Everybody loves, but also if I skip talking about points per game first and I go right into steals, then I get to talk about my. Boo! <laughs> is this a new boo? Who, who is diving to shields for Chicago? Oh, do I got some boo competition? Oh man, an aerial power for Washington? Who's this Asian boo? And Gabby Williams for Chicago? Yeah, I have to stop looking at the pictures of these WNBA players. Ooh, and who is Tiana Hawkins with the lip gloss popping? Ooh, Katie Lowe Samuelson. I see you, boo. Okay, let's 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 <laughs> let's let's get let's get focused. Alrighty, give me the horns. Top three thefts thieves in the WNBA at number three, out of Chicago. We have Chloe John, Chloe Jackson. Yep, 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 yep. Chloe Jackson now is averaging 3.0, three, basically three steals per game. Number two. And my future boo, Jordan Canada. Listen, listen, Chloe Jackson is, is, is sexy too. Let's not get it twisted. But Jordan Canada, I don't know what I don't know what you got going on there, Miss Canada, Miss Canada. You need to holler at your boy. Talk about that. Talk about Canada. 
Is it about time? Not only do we get a... I, I just thought about this with the WNBA. Right? But I was already thinking about this with the NFL. But is it about time that we get an NFL team in Canada? I think it may be about time that when we do our expansion next, that Toronto earns themselves a football team. What do you think? You let me know. It's probably one of those things that we'll probably put up on the poll. We'll, we'll, we'll create a little pollage for it. And we'll make sure that we and, and we find out if you guys are on the same page that I am. Because I kind of think that it is about time for them to get their own team. Would you tell me? And, and, and Jordan Canada. She's putting up 12 points a game, 6 assists, and 2 rebounds to go along with her 3 steals. But you know what I haven't found out yet? She, oh, there it goes. Number 21. Now we know how to look for her. And, okay, yes, we can continue. Number one in steals. As we move from Canada, we go right into January. That is Brianna, or Brienne January, that is, who is putting up 3.5 steals per game with the Phoenix Mercury. Is it Phoenix Mercury? It is the Phoenix Mercury. Yo, yo, can I get a tune back? Can I get a tune back? Was I talking too long? Okay, let's get naked. Alrighty. Now, we're going to move over to the blocks. Right? No, 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 not today, not in my house. Our block leaders, number three, we have Isabella Harrison with 2.5 point blocks per game out of Dallas. Also with 2.5 blocks per game out of Phoenix, Latoya Sanders. And oh, 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 let me, let me back this up. Let me back this up because I did leave myself a little note about my boo, Jordan Canada. She is also top five in assist. And, and, and I'm going to mention this, you know, throughout the course of this and let you know who's top five in other categories. Because this is worth noting, this is worth mentioning, this is worth realizing. Because these are going to be most likely the players that are going to be in the early WNBA um, MVP talks. So leading, um, so the number, th number three in blocks, out of Dallas, with 2.5, Isabella Harrison. Also with 2.5 blocks, Latoya Sanders, out of Phoenix, and leading all blockers in the WNBA, also out of Dallas, Azora Stevens with three blocks a game. Now, when I first saw this, right, because remember, by the time I got to this point, I already had figured out their records. And I thought to me, like, oh, my God, look at the defense that's going on in Dallas. How are teams scoring? And then it made me realize, wait a minute, with all of this defense and shot block gun going on in Dallas, how is Dallas under, how is Dallas 0-2? Somebody tell me that. Like, tell me why. Dallas is one and two. Oh my God! I added some accessories to the desk today. I I am absolutely loving the changes. I'm loving the accessories. I'm loving how the things are working out smoothly. We keep adding. We keep we keep adding because we keep growing because we keep building. And and that is the way to be. So now we're gonna move over to assist per game. And folks, who the assist game is nasty. Can I tell you? I, got, I guess you just want me to move right into it. Number three in assist out of Indiana with 6.7 assists per game. Erica Wheeler. <laughs> There's somebody that's going to come up in points per game. And oh my God, I can't believe there is a name like this. Listen, you understand? The only name better than this is, is, is a patient of mine that I had earlier this week or uh, that I was working with and their last name was was drunken broad let that soak in drunken broad and all I work is with female patients drunken broad yes to say I had a hard time maintaining my composure the first time I had to say that name to the patient drunken broad but as we said already now number two in assist in the WNBA, out of Phoenix, with seven assists per game, Yvonne Turner. And, no, 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 cut that, cut that, cut that. See? See what happened? Yeah, you're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. <laughs> but, leading all assist leaders out of Chicago, I still ain't find number 21. I ain't still ain't seen her in the game yet. I still ain't been able to see her do action action. 
As the score is now 102 to 83, Washington. I like I like how how these games are starting to come out now. These games are really starting to pick up. They have moved to four quarters. I think before they were only doing at one point in time they were just doing two two long ass halves. So that's a good thing to see them to see them switch over to the four quarter um system. For a couple of things, it, it leads to a, better, a little bit better viewership, to better leading of the um, scoring of the game, and also uh, you get uniformity ac- across across all sports. And also, 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 what you get a chance to add is that listen, it, it adds for scoring. It really does. It really helps add for scoring. Shot clock is back. It's down to normal. Like like, the more and more that we can get the WNBA to mirror the the NBA is, I think, is the more and more that they'll get. The endorsements, the respect, and the viewership that they are looking for and they deserve. So as we move over into the rebounding category, right, we're going to see a familiar name here in rebounds, right? And this is former league MVP. Even though she didn't win league MVP with an, as a New York Knicks, which is going to be a question for one of my boys. I thought I, thought I was going to have a special guest on today, but he ain't make it today. So you know what? We're going to talk about the WNBA next week, and we're going to see if we can play the match the WNBA city with the WNBA team game. Because, listen, if you don't watch the WNBA, <laughs> right, or you're not familiar with it, then it becomes a kind of difficult to remember. Like, hey, who's playing here? Who's playing where and who's playing what? But you can not you can kind of figure some stuff out based off of their NBA affiliate. Well, I want to play this game with them. So a familiar name. Number three, in rebounds, our very own New York Liberty, <laughs> Tina Charles. And Tina Charles is, oh man, I can't believe I didn't put, I didn't get this down here. And Tina Charles is number three, putting up 11 rebounds per game. Yes, I mean, like I said, former league MVP Tina Charles. Once again, wasn't playing with us. She was playing with the enemy. The, 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 the all-time rival enemy across all sports for New York. She was playing with the enemy. Oh, wow, this game is already over. I ain't get to see my boo. I ain't get to see my boo even play. Coming in number two. In the WNBA, in rebounds, is Nika Ngumake. 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 I forgot the last year. I was calling her Agwamike. Ngumake. Ngumake. Nika Ngumake. Thank you, Jalen and Jacoby, for helping me pronounce that that name. Listen, she's been on a lot, a lot of TV lately. Like as the WNBA has has been off, she has been on TV a lot. And listen, I know you don't hear me talking about her the way I talk about these other WNBA players. Listen, I ain't saying she ain't sexy. She just ain't my kind of sexy for me to talk about, for me to bring up on the air. But she is sexy. Oh, and there goes Della Don. Maybe forget about everybody already. <laughs> And number one, in the WNBA, in rebounds, and who's also top five in blocks, playing for Suns, John Quill Jones. And did I mention that, that Courtney Vanderslot? It's also top five in steals. Just letting you know. The number one assist leader with 9.5 is also top five in steals. Just letting you know. Just going to put it out there. And now the category that we have all been waiting for. Thank you for that. We got a triple on that one. Is the scoring leaders. And putting up 18.2 points per game out of Seattle. Yep, Seattle's in this category. That's what I'm saying. Listen, for a team like Seattle that, that, is, that is in top three in multiple categories, that already has, that's already going on to their sixth game. And maybe the sixth game, maybe them having their sixth game and other team only having two, maybe it's the fatigue factor. Who knows? But having already their sixth games, you would think they already, they already would have found um, some of their cohesiveness and, and some of their unity. As Remember, this is only like a 34-game season. Right? So for them, they already played what a sixth of their season, while everybody else has barely scratched the surface. So for a team that's already six games in, that has multiple um, players in, 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 in top leading categories, for them to get beat by the Washington Mystics, I was a little shocked to see the score, especially get blown out the way they did. It was a twenty-point blowout, damn near. But now for next, Natasha Natasha Howard, eighteen point two points per game. On the Washington Mystics, and oh yeah, she just happens to be also top five in rebounds. But that doesn't alleviate the fact that listen, she ain't the only person in the top three in scoring. That's also 
in top five in rebounds. Actually, every single player in the scoring category for points per game is also in the top five in rebounds respectfully number two in scoring with 21.5 points per game and also a top five rebounder in this WNBA league playing for the Phoenix Mercury <laughs> Dewana Bona and yes I do. Danger zone. <laughs> my tea. As I sip my tea. And number one. In points per game. Who also happens to be number three. In rebounds per game. It is New York Liberties, very own Tina Charles. Folks, that's our WNBA time. Yeah. Like I said, so we just we just saw that we just we just got through one game right now. Watched the Mixers just just beat the brakes off of Seattle. It was like 103 to 87 or some ridiculousness like that, or maybe 84. It wasn't even close, right? When we come back, we're gonna talk about the playoffs finally, the playoffs that you guys want, the playoffs that you guys need, the playoffs that you guys have been dying to talk about this whole entire time, that and more, right here on my T Sports Podcast. On my T Sports dot Wait for it, wait for it, net. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, one and only Tom Taylor. If you're still listening, that means you're listening right here on the number one place to listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast. And that is right here on mytsports.net. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Listen, trust me. Once we are done here, we will make sure that this gets uploaded to Facebook. So you can catch us on Facebook when we're done. If YouTube, if YouTube doesn't block us for some for some reason, well, listen, I don't own the rights to any of the music that is, that is being played on this show. You understand? I am just a simple podcast to doing simple podcast things but you can also hear it possibly on youtube also later on in the day after it's been uploaded but remember remember, remember if all else fails if you can't go to facebook if you can't get it on youtube there is one way to get it 100 percent of the time that is to go to my t sports.net that's m y t sports.net Listen to the podcast. It's right there. Follow the arrows. It'll, it'll lead you to the way. It's like it's like the yellow brick road. And we all know how we all feel about bricks. Bricks is all we ever talk about. Bricks build houses, build build building builds neighborhoods. Cause a brick will take you will turn you into a ball or a gated shirt. Don't forget that. Right? And what I talk about not, not forgetting stuff, right? Let me also make sure I give a big shout out to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Because part of the reason why I'm doing why I'm doing today is because I was able to get my training on the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Connecticut School of Broadcasting was able to provide me with hands-on training. They are VA friendly. They have day and evening classes, so they could have a class that fits your schedule. Listen, just go to go CSB. Dot com schedule yourself up on an appointment and more importantly get yourself a free walkthrough through their campus so that you can see the type of equipment that you will be working with that is the Connecticut School of Broadcasting go to gocsb.com and reserve yourself an appointment today i got to give them their love i got to give them their love all day every day 
right? So it's the time that, we, it's, it, and it's also the time that we've all been here waiting for, right? This is the time that we've all been here waiting for. We've been waiting to talk about the playoffs. We've been sitting here this whole entire time, and you've been like, yo, T, I want to talk about playoffs, B. Yo, T, I want to talk about the playoffs, B. And also, if you have my number, you can call into the show. Don't forget about that. Call into the show. Calling, oh shit, I'm getting, a, I'm getting an invite, heading to the Brews for the first half of the game. Got homeboy Darnell over here hitting me up. Yeah, I just had to take a quick minute to respond because, listen, I haven't been out drinking with the fellas in a while. Actually, I haven't been out catching anything with the fellas in a while. So, you know what? This is a perfect kind of invitation. I could go out for once in a while, maybe have some wings, maybe have some beer, maybe get too drunk way too soon and act the fool. But you know what? It will all be in good spirits because I haven't been able to catch this anywhere. Gosh, to love it. Oh, and my brother is sending me all of the pictures of my lovely niece graduating high school so super duper proud i so love my nieces i love them all they are fucking amazing i love every single last one of them and i got like 22 of them only like one nephew she's amazing she's a stunner she's a fucking rock star she is she's one of the few rock star ones like i like listen we got we got a, we got a whole bunch of them we got we got glow ba i got glow babies and as nieces <laughs> you know what i mean i got star Charles. i got this one as a rock star i got a bunch of who's the everything <laughs> Like, like, listen, like, I, I, I got a little bit of everything. I got, I got a couple of troll makers. I got a couple of divas. I got, I got, a, I got a couple of scatels. You know what I mean? I, I, I got a little bit of everything as nieces. I love every single last one of them. I love every single last one of them to like, like, to, to my heart's end. Like, love them so much that I wonder to myself, like, how the hell do I don't have children by now? But then I remember like the kind of bills that come along with these children. Million dollars over like eighteen. Listen, I ain't even spent a million dollars on myself yet. I got to spend a million dollars on you in eighteen years. God damn. <laughs> so finally the area that we are at the area that we are on and the area that we belong to right playoffs and playoffs playoffs play, play, yes playoffs playoffs are finally here and who we have in the playoffs? We have the Boston Bruins versus the St. Louis Blues. Yep, folks, we're talking about the NHL playoffs, folks. And we're not going to spend a lot of time here. We're just going to go over the quick facts, right? Game 5 is tomorrow. This um, It's going to be in Boston, 8 p.m. on the Peacock channel, right? That's first things first. This game is, uh, this series is tied 2-2. And to be honest with you, I don't know enough about hockey to say who was the favorite here. But I'm pretty sure if a Boston team is in the playoffs, then that must mean that they must be the favorite. So we got the Bruins over here. And you know what? I wasn't even lying because as I took a quick glance before I started this, the Bru and when we when we compare these two teams side by side, the Bruins led every single statistical category except for two. When we're talking about goals per game, the Bruins led that 30 with 3.13 over 2.97. And I know that seems very minuscule, but that is a big gap. And, and maybe not a big gap, but that's the difference between 11 and 15. Right, goals up, goals up against which listen, they were average basically. Our average score is about 30 teams in the league, right? Basically, what it says to me that St. Louis Brews were average, and the Bruins were just about to be kind of outside of elite. Maybe not elite, but star level at least. They're at least there. Also, goals against, right? We have the Bruins leading um um in third. With 2.58, and then we had the Blues with just 2.68. Now the difference is that's 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 the difference between third and fifth. Now what this did tell me about both of these teams that both of these two teams were 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 were, were defensive um elite were two de top defensive elite teams. That's what it that's what it said to me. Don't know if it was true, but that's what it said to me. And then in power plays, right? We had. You have the Boston Brewers who are third in power plays with 25.9. And we have the the Brewers who are only 10. Now, listen, they are top 10 power plays. But listen, top three, that tells me, anytime you get into that top five, that, that means you're really good at what you do all the time on a consistent basis. Top 10, you, you do this on a consistent basis, but every once in a while you may fall off. That's what top 11 does sometimes too. Like every once in a while you kind of fall to average. It doesn't happen often, but every once in a while you kind of fall to average. But when you're constantly top three, that means when you fall, you maybe only fall to maybe top ten. That day is what I'm talking about as we talk about averages. 
Now, these are the two categories coming up next to the Bruins that the Blues led in. And these were penalty kills, right, where they ranked ninth versus um, the Bruins who ranked 16th with only 79.9 and, uh, and, and the Blues at 81.5. And also face-off wins where we had the Blues who were 6th with 51.4 and the Bruins who were 10th with 50.7. Both teams down the top 10. And in point percentage, right, we have the Bruins that were second, 65.2. Blues, 60.4, 10th. So the, so the way this broke down to me at both of these teams, right, is that I was like, okay, you know what? You can find success in the NFL if you have an elite defense. That's first, right? Let's work on that elite defense. But also what you want to be, you kind of want to be in top 10 in face-offs. Also what you want to be, you want to be top 10 in point percentage. And you also want to be in the top 10 in power play. I like, see, like these guys aren't follow. Like, but, like, the number one thing that you probably would think about as a goals per game, show me that you could be mediocre. You can be average. You can be anywhere between 10 to 18 probably and still make the playoffs as long as you have a good uh, an elite defense. You can fit as top 10 in power plays. You have a top 10 point percentage and you have a top 10 faceoff percentage. And listen, even your penalty kills can follow the top 10 as long as that defense, as long as your defense and power plays are up there. So it shows me that you don't have to be a top 10 goals per game team to make it into the finals or even the playoffs. But what you do want to do is definitely be a, be, a, be, a, be a top 10 goals against. So when I start watching my hockey, I'm going to be looking next year at those top five goals against teams. And see if those are the teams that are, that are, that are always making it into the playoffs, that are, that are always in the playoff hunt. And then I'm going to pair them. With whatever team is goddamn dag nab, top 10 in power plays, top 10 in face-off wins, and top 10 in, like, that's a lot of top 10 to worry about, but it's going to give me, it's going to give me what I want, and I'm going to really see, be able to, and based off of this film, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna see if I'm able to break down what are considered the elite teams in the league. And folks, hoo, 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 hoo. I think I think they they're letting me know it's about that time. What time to make a change? Oh, my. listen. I know the I know the horns have been going crazy today, but you know what? It's finally the time. It's finally that time that we talk NBA playoff talks. And, whew, whew. Listen, when we last spoke, I told you. Toronto had no chance. And I still feel that way. But you can never say never. And this series has so far been playing off in a way that makes you hesitant to say never or no chance. But does it really? First game came out, right? And listen. Let's just be brutally honest. Actually, no. Well, wait, in case you don't know how this, how this has been playing out. Maybe you've been away. Maybe you've been on vacation. Maybe you've been in Puerto Rico this whole entire time, and you ain't been able to catch up on the games. Well, you know what? That's what the Mighty Sports Podcast is here for you, is to help get you caught up on your sports week. So, Toronto comes out, right? Games in Toronto. Toronto had home court advantage. They were, the, they were the best team in the league. They were the second best team in the East, but the two best teams in the East are still better than the best team in the West in record. Toronto during the regular season beat Golden State twice. And when we came out to this first game, this first game ended 109-118. With Toronto being victorious. Beating them now for a third straight time. Having their number. They were energetic. Early. Right? They led through the whole entire game. Kawhi Leonard put up 23 points. 8 rebounds, 5 assists. We had Siakam drop 32 points and also have 8 rebounds and 5 assists. Calari had 7 points. But on fleek, who you may be calling Van Fleet, but on fleek, came off the bench and dropped 15. And I'm telling you, Calari, look over your shoulder for your job. 
Steph Curry that night put up 34 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Klay Thompson that night put up 21 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Draymond Green that night put up 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, dropped a triple-double. And they still lost 109-118. And listen, even in the loss, which looked bad at times, still felt like Golden State would come back. Because, to be honest with you, throughout the game, the best word to really describe how Golden State was looking was lethargic. If, if it, and I told you, Toronto came out energized, which they should have. You had Drake behind you. You had the Six behind you. You had Toronto behind you. You had Canada behind you. You had the Jurassic Park behind you. And all of your woes. And you came out and you played like it. And that was game one. And I still came out and said, be careful of the split. And I still believe that they had no chance. And because end of the day, if, we, if I'm calling Toronto energetic, which they should be, because they, they had they had the, they had everything behind. You understand? And their ball contained enough energy to launch to launch a spirit ball to put away cell. Little DBZ reference. But at the end of the day, we're still calling Golden State just lethargic. They just look like they just weren't ready for the energy level of Toronto. They look like they had nine days off. They look like they just kind of easily just they, they just very easily went through their last series. While Toronto still looked, they looked on edge. They look they still look like hungry pit bulls. They still like like they had that they had a meal to get. And what they did is that the hungry tiger went up and they went and and in their home to, to in Toronto they said to Golden State And that day did. Game 2 came around. That game ended 109-104. Golden State Warriors. Right? This was a three-point Toronto lead at the half. Toronto played hard. But Golden State looked like Golden State. And Golden State... Did Golden State things. And when you thought that they were down. They showed you that they, they still knew how to get up. And the even worse thing about this is that. And this is why we say never say never. Golden State lost another key player. They lost Clay. They lost a guy that we're no longer going to call him Sugar Clay Thompson. We're going to call him Iron Clay Thompson. Because this is now... The second year back-to-back, -back, we're going to see Klay Thompson have a, what looks like a really bad injury in the finals. And I guarantee you, we're going to see Klay Thompson come back in these finals and play significant elite-level defense. And have himself, if not a game, at least a half or a quarter where he goes lights out and puts up at least 20 points. And I'm telling you, that 20 points could even come in a quarter. It's going to happen. As he was one of the main reasons why, why this team ended up winning this game. Because even though he only played three quarters. Right? Because he, 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 he had to go out with an injury. He dropped 25 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Stephen Curry only put up 23, 3, and 4. 3 rebounds, 3 assists. 4 assists. Kawhi Leonard is doing Kawhi Leonard things again. As we talked about the, tr the tree that we find Kawhi Leonard in. 34 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists. The glass cleaner gets 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 the money. The board man gets the money. <laughs> Siakam, twelve points after De uh, after after Deion, after after Green, Draymond Green. <laughs> after Draymond Green says, you know what? I need to do better. There's no way that Siakam comes out and drops thirty-two on my head. I need to do better. I'm a former Defensive Player of the Year. I'm, I need to do better. And you know what he did? He held him to twelve points. Now, he still got 8 rebounds and 5 assists, but he hit him to 12 points. Kyle Lowry put up 13. That's Kyle Lowry did Kyle Lowry things. Put up 13 points. On fleek. Came off the bench and dropped 17. 
so far, on fleet, averaging 16 points per game in the playoffs, in the finals. Larry 10. On fleek. Jamond Green gave you 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. Flooded with a triple-double. But you know what really helped the team out this, this game? Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins was able to make it back for game two. Boogie, Cous Boogie Cousins was able to make it back for game two. Boogie, Cous Boogie Cousins was able to make it back for game two. <laughs> yes, he was. And Boogie came back for game two and he boogied. And he got down. And he helped his team get up. Chapter 11 points. 10 rebounds and 6 very crucial assists as he caught, his, as he caught man cuttings, he caught, as he caught people in the wing. He caught everybody everywhere in every possible situation that you came with only 6 assists. But it was a lot of passing. He caught a lot of hockey assists too. Boogie Cousins came out and he looked good. And, it, and it's something that they really needed a boost for him because as I just told you, they just may have lost Klay Thompson. A team that, is, that was already short Kevin Durant now may lose Klay Thompson. And oh folks, next week we talk about... Is it possible that Kyrie Irving doesn't want to go to New York? Are we that blessed? Are we going to be that lucky that we get to dodge that bullet of having to have Kyrie Irving come on our team and ruin the chemistry and ruin everything good that the New York Knicks have been trying to build over the last two, three years? No siree, Bob. Now, as I'm saying this, his choice is going to be the Brooklyn Nets. And I love the fact he's going to go to Brooklyn Nets because he's going he's to bring a little buzz there. He's going to ruin that team. DeAndre Russell needs to ask for a trade and come to the Knicks. So, the Golden State Warriors lose Clay. All right? And they still manage... To, to to do in the third quarter what the Golden State Warriors does in the third quarter. And that has looked like Golden State. They came out to play. And in the third quarter, they opened up a double-digit lead. In the third quarter, they opened up a 20 to nothing run. To never look back again at that game. And then that game was finally sealed shut. The most significant part <laughs> is that that game was finally sealed shut. With a beat up Boogie Cousins and Igundala hitting a three pointer to help shut the door on that game after Igundala had missed his previous 15 three point shots. That's what happened there. Golden State now is tied up this series. We are just about to get ready to start. What channel is this on? It's going to be on ABC. So, this game is getting ready to get started. If it hasn't already started in the next, what, five minutes? Two minutes? This game should have started at nine. So this game may have already, already be started. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna break away, as we always do. It's about that time. It's an hour into the show. We've talked about everything we need to talk about. Joshua looked like a bum. Like he never took a, a blow in his life. While we think that Kawhi Leonard's in that Michael Tree, we still don't think Toronto has a chance. We don't have no clue what's going on with the hockey playoffs. But it does look interesting as it's tied. And all we know is that from this, from right here where we stand, we don't want the Boston Bruins to win anything. And whew, as one season wraps up of basketball, we get another season coming forward in the WNBA. And if the WNBA is coming, that means we also have the Junior Basketball Association. We may also have some big ballers basketball going on. We also have the basketball tournament going on that's going to be coming up pretty soon. So listen, while the, while the WNBA may be over, or the NBA may be over, there's going to be a lot of basketball to catch. We got Summer League basketball. We got Olympic basketball. We got WNBA as I just mentioned big ball of brand nba we have junior and we have the junior nba coming up and let's not us forget um ice t's league ice cubes league the, the 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 three the big three basketball league coming up so there's still basketball to be caught and oh yeah next summer we'll be talking about the xfl so without any further ado I want to thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only, Dallin Dumar Taylor. If you have been listening, then I thank you for listening right here on the My 
tsports.net website, which still remains to be the number one and only place that you should be listening to the podcast. So remember what I say, to embrace what you love and stay forever young, because you let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is Donald Omar Taylor, and you know what? We're out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!